Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cracking Fitness. Uh, on today's episode, we were able to talk with Matt Bitter. He is a tactical games athlete that just won the intermediate division at the Bend, Oregon Tactical Games. Uh, aside from that, he is just a genuine good person, a really good friend of mine. We've run a podcast together for a couple years now, and uh, it's a fun episode. It's fun to just get to know him a little bit more and uh, introduce him to the world a little bit with uh, you know the couple thousand listeners that we have. So it's pretty pretty exciting. Um, aside from that, we want to thank ShopTacticalFitness.com for sponsoring this episode. Uh, ShopTacticalFitness.com is a, a new startup within the industry of uh, tactical fitness. Right now, they've got uh, some weight vests and uh, some t-shirts, but much more coming. Um, just a cool business. Uh, it's exciting to see this industry start to grow. And uh, go check them out, shoptacticalfitness.com. Hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Bringing health, wellness, and fitness ideas right to your speakers with your host, Tyler Martin, learning from experts and average Joes alike. This is the Cracking Fitness Podcast. All right. We're on. What's going on? Not much. How are you doing? Good. Good. I'm yeah, doing real good. Adjust these levels just a little bit here. and <clears throat> How Does that sound okay? Yeah, sounds cool. good to me. Well, hey, so. congratulations. Thanks. You should, uh, yeah, you're smiling. That's good. You should smile. So um, just so everyone knows, uh, Matt Bitter is the, the guest on the podcast today. We're going to be chatting with him a little bit about his recent win at the uh, Bend, Oregon Tactical Games. Pretty Intermediate dang. division. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Yeah, um, it's good. Well, so something that, don't discount the intermediate division, because out of the myriad of competitors that come to the games the majority are in the intermediate division yeah so there is intermediate and then there's tactical and then there's elite but usually within elite and tactical it's you know the the field is pretty small now not discounting i didn't look at how many competitors there were in tactical and elite did you do you know um, how many there was there i was I, curious about that i believe it was about 20 in each okay now bend seemed a little smaller it than did. some of the last ones that we've been to I noticed uh, St. George, I think, are, you know, because we both competed in St. George Intermediate. I think there was 65 cool. in our division. Yeah. In Bend, there was 35. Yeah. So it was almost half. Yeah. But just kind of interesting to see that. Um, maybe it's because it was so freaking hot. It was so hot. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't mind it. Like, And yeah. actually, it was supposed to be 105 degrees, and it ended up being around 95, right? Yeah. With some first, cloud cover. Yeah, the first day was... Clo maybe a hundred, maybe the second day was pretty nice. Yeah, quite a you know quite a bit cooler. There were some rain clouds and stuff around. So, yeah, um, I'll be honest. Some of my my thoughts were, you know, if it's really hot, I think I can push through it. Maybe other people can't. So, <laughs> well, especially I think that there is. It's been interesting as I've got because I've only and I feel kind of like a phony because I just you know like I have just wanted to do this for fun but yeah. as i've gotten in you got me into it it's a lot of fun it is a lot and of fun. so it's like i'm not you know i don't feel like i'm there to really try to win i'm just there to do my best get comfortable with running a firearm yeah. getting better at that and improving my fitness and hanging out and having fun yeah. so um so the win is just totally a bonus 
and uh, wasn't expecting it at all. But it's been interesting to see the, you know, the three tactical games that I've gone to. There's a lot of benefit to living in a higher elevation. Yeah. Being accustomed to heat, you know, acclimating to heat, go work out in the heat and that kind of stuff. Um, and just, yeah, it's just conditions do play a big role in that. So yeah. I totally agree with you on that, that it's kind of like there's some ways that you can benefit by having some of those more severe conditions maybe. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah I agree. So did you feel good? Like when you were there, I mean, did the heat, did you feel like the heat was fine? Yeah. Um, yeah. That heat didn't bother me. Um, the run actually went a little bit better than I thought. I hadn't trained a lot going into it. Yeah. Uh, like I wanted to. Now that's all on me and just, you know, life and busyness and stuff. Sure. <clears throat> but for not training as much as I wanted to, I was pretty happy with mm-hmm. what I did. I mean, I always, you know, wish I did better, but that's everything that I do in life, you know, but I always want to trajectory. Yeah, you've continually exactly. done better each one of them that you've competed in. Yeah. Now it That's will important. be interesting to go to do Arizona again. Mm-hmm. And cause I'll, this will be the second time that I've done Arizona. Just, I'm sure a lot of the same people will be there. So just kind of comparing myself then and now it'll be kind of fun to see. And I've been just more dialed in. I've been shooting every day and working out every day and stuff, but yeah. we're not here to talk about me. Yeah, we're here to talk. We're, we're here to talk collectively. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Okay, um, so what is your background in? So, like, let's just kind of. I'm a hillbilly from Mud Lake, Idaho, and sweet. that's about it. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's what it takes. I mean, there's something there, though. You know, you take uh, someone who's worked on a farm most of their life and has had availability to safely shoot firearms their whole life. Yeah, you know, that's that's there's. Yeah, so I grew up um, in Idaho, farmed, you know, um, and I've actually thought about that quite a bit, just the background of that and the opportunities that I had there. Um, You know, when I was growing up, we'd go shoot rabbits every single night. Like, that was all we did, and that's all me and my buddies wanted to do. So we'd go out, and we would buy, you know, we started off with 22s, and we'd buy cases and cases and cases of 22 shells, and we'd go and and shoot. Well, started out, I can we... we, um, me and one of my buddies, we would meet at a, there was a fence in between his farm and my farm, and there was tons of ground squirrels there. And so we'd take our BB guns down and shoot ground squirrels all day long. We'd ride four wheelers down there. Um, then we kind of graduated into the 22s. Our dads let us buy 22s. We did that. And then, you know, through high school, it was just shooting stuff. Like, yeah. literally, that's all we, we did besides playing sports and so, and working. And so I look back to that, and that was, I was by far a better shot then than I am now, you know. Um, but just instinctively, um, those reps, you know, and, yeah. and back then you don't think of it as reps, you're just having yeah. fun. But just those reps over all those years has made a huge difference. And just naturally, as I kind of have done the, you know, got into shooting ARs or maybe getting into shooting pistols or whatever, the fundamentals are kind of there and a little bit easier to pick up just because of a lot of reps yeah so anyway so that's kind of my shooting background is just like i said a hillbilly from idaho that likes to shoot stuff that's awesome (laughs) and then for any left left leaning people that are wondering why you shoot stuff rabbits and ground squirrels are a huge nuisance out there yes you know i mean they're they're all over the farmer's fields they're killing the fields they're ruining the land so yeah so they'll actually especially the jackrabbits and it's not so much i mean some years the population will be 
um, to the extent that it will damage stuff. Other years it won't. They kind of go in cycles. But when there's a lot of jackrabbits around um, during the winter, there's nothing to eat out in the sagebrush. And so they'll come in and you see these big stacks of hay on the side of the fields and stuff. Oh, tipped over. Yep. And they will they will eat the bottom out of that stuff to where it tips over. And they'll eat, they'll even eat through the, the twine strings that hold the bales up and stuff. Yeah. Um, hay right now is $300 a ton. Oh I mean, goodness. it's, it's yeah. big money stuff. And so, you know, that's that's a major um, problem for farmers and stuff. Yeah. So so it is. I mean, they're, they're nuisances and pests and people can complain about that all they want or whatever but it's legal to do it you yeah. can yeah. you can shoot them during the day you can spotlight them during the night in idaho yeah. it's legal to do that <laughs> and so it makes for a good time were you around during the bunny bashing days no so oh, i was so my dad was actually serving um a mission when because that was like in the early 80s yeah and so he was actually uh serving a mission in mississippi when the bunny bash was going on and he said that he remembers on the front page of the paper in mississippi that it was saying mud lake idaho bunny bash and it, and specifically said mud lake idaho there's and, a decent chance that was my cousin on the front of the paper oh really so, I, mean, I don't know if it was mississippi yeah. but i know it was a national yeah. newspaper my cousin's there with a baseball bat and a bunny and he's like eight years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, um, yeah. you know, so nationwide, it's like, you know, Mud Lake, Idaho, they're bunny bashing. They're just, but they would, they'd get in a big circle, like a mile circle. And then yep. they'd all go in and it would bring all the bunnies to the middle and they'd just start whacking them. Yep. Yep. Or they would make like a big cone shaped funnel with like wire fencing and corral them in. But which sounds terrible. Um, well, I don't know. To me, it really doesn't. It doesn't sound terrible. But, you know, but yeah, mean, I'm sure there's crazy people out there that say it's For terrible. us to have to say that it sounds terrible, it's like, I'm sorry, just get stronger feelings, yeah, you know, yeah. out there if you're offended by that. But um, it was a major, I mean, with our food shortage right now that, you know, that we're experiencing and going to experience more of, imagine if we had a rodent problem that took out a large percentage of the crops. I mean, yeah. it, it's a major issue and so yeah you know it, it was a big deal and how we kill things is much more humane than how animals kill animals right you know no animals don't die of old age i saw this one thing it's uh the instagram i think is heaven at 10k so meaning okay. like heaven at 10,000 feet yeah. so it's like a hunting instagram page but he's posts all these crazy videos about of bears okay and there's this one yeah What's you it gotta called? go it's called heaven at 10k and there's this one and it's a black bear. It's not even a grizzly, but it's pulling a full-size cow up over a hill. Like it's along a road. So these people are sitting in their car video on this and the cow has its guts hanging out. It's still alive and it's pulling it up over this hill. I mean, it's just, people don't understand the brutality of nature. That one. Yeah. That one's bad too, but there's another one. It's not that one. It's uh, yeah. That one's crazy. A full that grown is moot. nuts. Yeah, I know. Pulling a full-grown moose around. Keep going. It's not that one. It's not that one. There's all sorts of good ones, though. It's not that one. It's not that one. <laughs> Sorry. No, that one. It's great. that one. It's that oh, one the that's one that covered they... up. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so look man. At that. Look at how much power that bear has to be pulling it up a hill like that. And the cow's still alive. Right. So who can't... No, no one can see this right now. The, the guts are all just falling out of the cow. It's trying to get away, and a bear's just pulling it up and over a hill. Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of strength that that thing has? But hunting is so bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's crazy. Yeah, it's not. Well, and then that's somebody's uh, $3,000 cow. Right. You know? Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Half, After I saw some of those. Half was, beef for sale. <laughs> yeah, there you go. After I saw those, like, growing up here, you kind of take bears, you know, you're, it's just kind of what, it is what it is, you know? So when you're hunting and stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a chance I could see a bear. After seeing those videos, I'm like, oh, man, yeah. like, I, I saw need to beef up my arsenal. One of a guy riding a bike and a cougar jumps out and hits him. Like, it was like the mm. cougar, like, kind of snapped at him or bit at him. And then he crashed his bike, and then it ran away. I don't know if it heard a sound or whatever, but then hmm. the caption was something like, a, "A new, a new level of fear just popped into my bike riding." Oh, <laughs> no know? kidding! Just riding a bike around, and boom, get hit by a cougar. Yeah. So now you're always wondering if there's yeah. something watching you while you're riding your bike. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Okay, we got off subject. So we did um, farm hunting, kind of using all of that. Um, what about your fitness background? So not, I mean, same, same thing, thing. I, uh, grew up farming, farming. Um, it seemed, you know, hard work yep. is what we did. You know, um, we were always picking rocks big, you know, we've got big lava rocks and stuff, um, moving pipe, that kind of thing. And then I, I played sports a lot when I was growing up, like in high school, I wrestled, played football, that kind of thing. Um, so I actually wish, you know, when, when I was doing all that farm work and like the grunt farm work, you know, like picking rocks and stuff was just terrible. Now I wish that's all I could go back and do. Yeah. It was just simple work all day, yeah. you know, kind of thing. But, um, so yeah, got, uh, went to college and I didn't do, you know, didn't really play much sports in, in college and stuff. I've always been semi-active, but, uh, after I got married, I gained a bunch of weight became kind of lazy oh i know how that goes and then my wife actually wanted to start getting back into shape and so she did um excuse me we uh started doing like p90x and at home stuff yeah and she finally convinced me to do a program with her or something like that and that kind of just i enjoyed it i felt good i could see the value of it and so from there i started doing more stuff um kind of got into running yeah um so now you know my fitness mainly over the last uh 10 years mainly has been running and that kind of stuff um and then when i started i couldn't run a mile there was a tree back behind our house and um we were living on the farm at that point and there was a tree and i my goal was to run to that tree and back and it was like a mile you know and yeah. i couldn't even do it i had to walk and stuff and then you know you just get better over time and and uh anyway so so that's kind of the main stuff that i've done the last you know quite a few years but then after going to the tactical games in saint george um that you you uh got me to go with you um i was like man i need to get more into crossfit stuff yeah and so well and we did some lifting and crossfit stuff when we were working at the fire department yeah you know so i kind of did it there but i'd never really gotten into to crossfit or lifting or anything like that and so um you know after going to the tactical games then i was like i need to do more of that so i've been trying to come i haven't done as good the last couple of weeks or the last month just over the summer but um you know this year i've tried to come like to crossfit three days a week and then i'll usually run the other days and stuff cool. like that so so but, do you have yeah. a, a like a running program or do you just kind of go hey i'm gonna go two miles this day yeah. today i'm gonna go six miles yeah so that's that's why i say i feel kind of like a phony because it's not like no, it's you good. know it's it's not i just do whatever 
No, that's kind of day to day. I no. kind of got a route that I do. So some days if I, I like to run hills yeah. and that kind of thing. So some days I'll go out and run the Manan Butte, um, which is good. And then some days I'll just run in town and try yeah. to, you know, run hills up by the, the university and stuff. But uh, yeah, no. nothing really legit. And I know that that would help me, but it's kind of like, is it a one lap day to day or a two lap yeah. day to day? So if I run one of those laps usually it's like three and a half miles and then i go up from there some cool. days i'll run if i feel real good i might run 10 yeah and if i don't feel good then i might run three and a half or whatever and i've done some you know a few races here and there in there i've done like some half marathon stuff i've done some ultra marathon stuff and so just kind of here and there yeah i don't know i don't really have a legit setup program mm-hmm. so that's cool so that's what's been good about crossfit though yeah is I'm not, it's hard for me to really dive in and look at what's going to be my best programming or whatever. So for me to just show up and, you know, Daniel, I, I always go to Daniel's classes. For me to just show up and Daniel says, okay, this is what you're going to do today. Yeah. And if I'm like kind of, you know, half-assing it and I grab the 35s and he knows that I should be <laughs> grabbing the 50s, yeah. then that's good for me. And cool. so it's good to have that kind of... Um, I guess programming or whatever, yeah, yeah, where I don't have to think about it, and I just come in and whatever's up on the board, that's what I do. Yeah. So I've enjoyed that a lot. What would you say to someone who is there on the fence? They're like, "Man, I want to do the tactical games because that looks so cool, but I don't feel like I'm ready." Just do it. Yeah. I mean, that's the same with anything. Like, um, even like the first ultra distance I ran, my cousin called me and he's like, "Hey, you want to go run this ultra?" And it's like, "Yeah, I've only ran up to." 10 miles this year you know and he's like yeah me too but we'll do it anyway that's cool it's like okay yeah like and what was that 50 miles uh it was it was 50k so it, it's okay. like 34 miles yeah. it was up in the tetons that's awesome so, but you know like like you just and i hate to say that because i know that people can get hurt too you know like you don't want to jump in if you're if you're prone to get hurt maybe or yeah. whatever but I think too, you've got to jump in at some point, yeah. even if there is, because there's always there's always the possibility of getting injured, mm-hmm. um, you know. But we all can do more than we think we can do, and so if you think, well, maybe I'm not ready or whatever, that's okay. If you're not ready, jump in. You know, actually, one of the uh, the is it Nick Thayer? That's the yeah. president of the CrossFit Games. Actually, the there's tactical games or yeah. the yeah the yeah. tactical games. Sorry, no, you're great. And uh, and. I saw, I read like an article or something um, where he was asked that question and, you know, it was like, well, do people need to be a competitive CrossFit athlete or whatever to do the tactical games? And he's like, no. He's like, that's like saying that you need to find God before you go to church. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's a pretty good way to look at it. Yeah, I like You that. know, just jump in and do it. It's a good community. You'll probably get more help from people there. You know, it's probably a good place to jump into because people will help you. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you'll have people that you can look to on, on how to do it. Such so. a great community of people and such a diverse group, too. You know, that you'll see someone that's insanely fit and then you'll see some people that like cookies as much as I do. And, mm-hmm. you know, the very different body types there. Yep. But then that one body type might go out, go out and completely out shoot the fit guy and beat him. Yep. It's cool. Yeah. And it's everybody cheers for each other. Yep. You know, like it's interesting every time that I've gone, you, you know, I mean, I've only gone to a couple of them, but, um, so you usually compete and then you stay and you like, uh, 
Judge. Judge, sorry. Mm-hmm. The uh, the next group. And so every time I've gone, like the people that are judging me are actually helping me. Yeah. They're like, hey, like when I went, so we're competing against each other time-wise, right? And it's like, hey, like last time um, when I did it, I didn't have the weight slid over here. But if you slide the weight over a little bit, you'll be able to grab that edge and get through it faster, you know? Yeah. It's like that's the kind of people that it is. Like we're helping each other. Yep. You know, and I do that for the people that I'm judging as well. Yeah, I and don't. So, I sabotage them. No, yeah. No. <laughs> Untie their shoelaces <laughs> yeah. and stuff. But Kick their it, magazine into the dirt. But it's way cool. Like, it seriously, cool. like, if, if <clears throat> there's something that, uh, like, a better way to handle a gun or whatever, you know, yeah. like, a lot of times people are like, hey, like, do this and it'll be just a little bit better or whatever. And, yeah. And I think even people that, I think you have to have somewhat of a, knowledge of how to handle guns you know you've got to have a baseline there but for safety purposes for sure but uh it's pretty safe too it is like people you know as we judge we're watching to make sure that they're unloading their guns and you know so there's a sequence that you go through you drop your mag you uh you know Release drop the bolt. slide yeah. yep or whatever so that you know you're on an empty chamber and then you point your gun down where you've been sh- uh, shooting and you pull the trigger so then you're dry firing on that on that empty chamber and so you know there is safety built into it as well to where you know maybe you don't know exactly or you you don't feel like you're familiar enough to do something like that well there's people that are going to help you make sure that you're safe when you're there so it's it's just kind of it's cool to see that I agree. You know, and so I think, I think if anybody's on the fence, just jump in and do it. Yeah. And we, let, and let that scare you a little bit yeah. into working out today. You know, say you're going to sign up for CrossFit games, two or three, or tactical <laughs> games. <laughs> well, the CrossFit games did just happen. So. Right. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, so uh, say it's like three months down the road. Well, pay the fee. Like when I sign yes. up for something, like I'm. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going no matter what. Yep. Yep. Whether it's like a half marathon or whatever, when you sign up for something, then it really helps motivate you because, you know, just because. Yeah. And so do that. If you're signed up for a tactical game three months away, it's going to motivate you to figure out how to run your gun better, figure out how to move in your plate carrier and your belt, maybe go to CrossFit so that you're a little bit more, you know, you you get some strength or whatever maybe you're going to start running a little bit more so kind of and that's what it's that's what i set out for it is just yeah. that motivation yeah you know so well and i i guess i just add a little bit to that go to the tactical games youtube watch all the different battles and then try to mimic the movements yeah you know so if it's a sandbag like a a stress carry where you're hugging a sandbag and running with it just get familiar with those movements because they're probably going to come up. That's one nice thing about the tactical games so far. It's pretty predictable in the fact that there's probably always going to be a yoke that you're going to get over mm-hmm. or put a sandbag over. There's going to be some farmer carries. There's going to be some zercher carries, front rack, overhead. Yeah. You know, we know a lot of the movements that are going to come up. So There's kind of a limited amount that yeah. they can do yeah. at a and gun they, range. And, and they'll know, probably add some stuff here and there. You know, they'll, They might find a like a wheelbarrow or, you know, something like that that they can kind of change throughout time and add them. But mm-hmm. nine out of the 10 movements that we're going to be doing could be practiced beforehand. Yep. For sure. Yeah, there was a lot of similar stuff from, 
you know, we did St. George and then to Bend, like there was some similar stuff. There was some different stuff too. So yeah. How do you, good. how do you practice for the aggregates since you don't know what's going to come? I don't know. So the, the shooting one, you know, usually there's uh, one that, so, I mean, just kind of for the outline of it, you have, this is how it's been for the two I've gone to. Maybe it'll change or whatever, but usually there's three battles per day. And then there's like a floater or an aggregate that you do. Like you do one one day and you do one the other day. So it's kind of like you're doing four battles a day. Yeah. So you go and compete, then you judge, and then you're kind of hanging out for an hour or whatever until your next one and and so on like that. Um, so the, the aggregates, usually there's one that's just strictly shooting and usually there's one that's just strictly fitness. For the shooting one, I actually screwed up in St. George and... Me shot too. out of shot out of sequence and yeah. that actually i got like a 50 percent on that like it really screwed me up um and so one thing that i started doing because of that was going to local matches yeah so like i'll go shoot some like uspsa matches or um similar kind of stuff you know most shooting ranges and stuff have those kind of things if you look into it then um there's communities where they have shoots weekly usually and so that's what I've been doing cool. is doing a little bit of that. I haven't done a ton of that, but like me and Matt will go do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's helped out quite a bit. Yeah. I need to do a few more. I haven't done any for a couple months, so I might actually go do one this week if you want to go. Oh yeah. But Thursday we'll night. See. Yeah. That would be cool. So, but that's helped a lot because, um, going through that, you know, in some of the, most of those other pistol matches, you're going to have a buzzer and stuff, you know? And so it gets you, when I went to St. George, that was some of the first times that I've ran with a buzzer yeah. and timed and that kind of stuff. And it kind of psychs you out. For sure. You hear that buzzer go off and people are watching. It yep. makes you nervous. And so going and being more familiar with shooting, you know, for time and, and that kind of stuff just helps get more familiar with it and makes it. I think I saw a big benefit in my accuracy. From shooting from, like the USPSA stuff. and kind Yeah. Of and just being used to shooting in a timer and thinking through, you know, thinking clearly through the the scenarios and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, is it USPSA? Does the format change? Like, like so the aggregates change, right? So St. George was different than uh, yeah. than Bend. USPSA are those different as well? Yeah. So, and I'm I'm really not that great at knowing the scoring and stuff like that i usually just show up to shoot yeah you know? and and great communities like every time i've gone i'm like hey i'm the new guy and everybody's like cool come over here That's like awesome you know and even like i've even seen people that have not just haven't handled a gun very much at all you know yeah. you can kind of tell and people are like hey yeah come here let me help you with that let me help you out with a holster let me you know show you yeah. stuff really good community but yeah usually um you go and like um like i think when i went to the thursday night thing last time it was four different matches so they have different things set up in each bay like yeah. in, a, in a separate pistol bay um so it might be something simple like shooting around a barrel yeah on a silhouette target you know or maybe there's a half a dozen silhouette targets that you're shooting around um, to something that's like a shoot house that you're moving through and shooting different targets cool. and they just set them up different week to week like there's whoever the director is kind of comes up with a thing and so yeah it changes all the time which is really good for 
training for the tactical yeah. games. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, it is a fun thing. It's really cool. So you felt more prepared <clears throat> going into Bend yeah. than, but still both just for fun, but definitely felt more prepared going to Bend than, yep. than your first one. Yeah, and um, yeah, I felt better prepared because I'd done the CrossFit. So my I feel like my uh, my fitness was better. I'd done, you know, a little bit more with the shooting as far yeah. as matches and stuff like that. So I feel like that was better. I made a couple upgrades on my, you know, made a few changes on my pistol. I felt like that was better. And so I think that those three things just kind yeah. of help contribute. Um, and then a different scope, right? Because you got a scope up in. Yeah. So I actually, so I did put, my rifle setup was completely different. Yeah. Um, so I actually, and it's like I use not high end stuff. Like it's bare bones it's kind awesome. of stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was actually, so when I was in St. George, I used um a pistol with like a one to six um scope and then uh there's an ar pistol so yeah i better clarify that because that's yeah. kind of confusing so i used an ar-15 pistol yeah. with a one to six power scope and then i also had a glock 19 for my my pistol that i used yeah but i was using the ar pistol as a, the rifle as the so, rifle anyway yeah. um and uh but then similar setup for band, but I was using an actual rifle length AR-15 rifle with a one to eight scope. Cool. And I do think the extra magnification helped. Yeah. Um, and then uh, same pistol, just put a few different components on it. Sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But, but not, and that's the other thing. I think a lot of people think that to get into it, they have to have high end, spend a lot of money and that kind of stuff. I mean, it does take some money to get into it, but yeah. you know. The AR I'm using is not a high-end AR. Um, it's important to take your stuff out and run it quite yeah. a bit so you know it's not going to jam and it's yeah. going to be reliable and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's not. It's kind of run-of-the-mill gear. Um, you need a plate carrier. You need a belt with a holster, some mag holders, um, rifle, pistol. That's about it, yeah. really. That's I think cool. that's the main stuff that you need. Yeah. I guess plate carrier with plates in it. So 15 yeah. pound, 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. 15 pounds on the yeah. plate carrier. So I like what you said though. It, you don't have to go out and buy the nicest gear to get into this. You just, you need a pistol that's going to run. You need a rifle that's going to run. You need a plate carrier that isn't going to rip on you. I actually yeah. saw someone in Bend that had one of those, uh, safe light defense Velcro ones. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's like the safe light defense, uh, <clears throat> you get it in like, it's the ones that you wear underneath a jacket or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's the, is that like the movable mm -hmm. kind of, yeah. um, body armor? Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, it's not a vest that you can connect your magazines to and, and, you know, run mm -hmm. anything off of. doesn't matter. It's 15 pounds. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, it worked. Um, and I prefer, prefer kind of to, and Maybe not. I haven't ran any differently, but I kind of prefer to just have all my mags on my belt. Yeah. And then if I'm jumping over stuff or climbing over stuff, I don't really have a lot yeah. of stuff on my plate carrier to get hung up. Yeah. And so even, you know, something like that would work perfect for that. Yeah. You just plan to have your mags on your belt or you can even throw them in pockets. Exactly. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, there there are places that you can get this stuff, like shoptacticalfitness.com. Mm -hmm. You know, you can hop on, you can get vests and belts and all of that, um, but, but it's not needed. You don't have to have it. You need a holster. Mm -hmm. You need a vest. You need a pistol. You need some rifle. mag pouches. And yeah. the rifles, it's cool too. I mean, there's guys out there that are running red dots that are actually hitting the 200 and 300 yard yeah. targets. I'm like, man, you yeah. guys really know your guns. Yeah. 
you know, we yep. can we can zoom in a little bit on ours, but there's people running red dots. There's people running red dots with uh, the three power magnifiers. There's people running the LVPOs. So, you know, one to six or one to eight, one to ten uh, power. It's just mm-hmm. there was a guy that was running like a four to twenty five scope, right? Yeah. So it was a what was it? It was a vortex four to maybe it was sixteen four to twelve something yeah. like that. But yeah, I guess his something had happened and the other site that he had on it i didn't know exactly what it was had broken or something and so he kind of had that laying around that he threw on it or something and i was actually envious when we had the longer shots yeah you know there's a 400 yard shot on that which i would say is atypical yeah yeah. of most of the tactical games but 400 yard shots pretty good poke yeah so but I, i would say most of it what would you say mostly the distances were um around 100 yards yeah i mean that's well, 50, maybe do 100 yeah, 50 with a rifle. Sorry, yeah. And then probably 20 feet to 50 feet? You think we shot at 50 feet with a pistol? Maybe not quite. 20 yeah. to 40 feet, yeah, something close. like that. Yeah, close, yeah. So, yeah. It's made me question having my rifle sighted in at 100. I'm wondering if I need to switch it to 50. Hmm. Because since it's usually around 50, instead of trying to have a little bit of holdover, mm-hmm. just plant it at 50 and then learn... Yeah, so I don't know. I might play with that's that one thing that I because I have a hundred yard zero and on that aggregate uh, we're shooting extremely close. Like yeah. some of those were five feet, if that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so it shot. I shot. I was. Uh, I was. I was like, uh, it'll probably be. So we were shooting a silhouette target. We had to have rifle shots in the head. Yeah, and so that's six inches, probably more than six inches, probably eight eight by eight i don't know what a silhouette target is but uh so i was thinking it'll probably shoot you know an inch or two low i actually shot out i had two misses out of the head on that yeah just because i hadn't shot it 10 feet no no you know you just don't think to and so that was kind of interesting to me yeah and i don't know why but i was thinking i've got to aim slightly low Oh. But I had to aim high, so I saw it. As soon as I took that first shot, I was like, oh, no. I, what, what am I thinking? And then I just adjusted from there. Hmm. But it is weird shooting that close. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, too, shooting in different positions. You know, like yeah. even with a pistol, you might be shooting horizontally through a little cutout in a barrier mm-hmm. or something. And so it is in or with an AR, you know, so your your scope is completely... 90 degrees from where it typically would be yeah and all of those points of impact are different so it's kind of good to go out and learn some of that stuff and all that can be like you said watch some youtube videos and see what some of the shooting positions are and go out and practice for it yeah um on those horizontal shots i wish there was a camera so people could see but i i get like completely horizontal so that my whole body is like horizontal and i'm looking through but then i was Mm -hmm. watching uh greg everett and he was straight on, and the rifle was kind of on his shoulder like this, uh-huh. and then he was looking through the scope. Yeah, vertically. that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. But it's hard to get that eye alignment, sure. especially if you're doing it. Let's see, if it's if the scope's turned to the left, it's easier. If it's turned to the right, oh, yeah, for sure. Then it's very true. It's tough. You know, you almost have to shoot left-handed. Yeah, and which so it's kind of sometimes you have to shoot left-handed. Yeah, it's true. We That's, didn't have any offhand rifle shots in this one, right? No, but we did in St. George. But we did, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think is the best part of this and why I enjoy doing it is becoming proficient in stress situations. 
Yeah. Like think, you know, even just, I mean, going to the range and setting a target up at 50 yards or 20 feet or whatever you're doing and standing there and shooting. I mean, that's good. Yeah. But moving and carrying a sandbag or, you know, farmer carry doing it for time, your heart rates up, your adrenaline's going, you still have to focus. You still have to know how to maneuver and how to function your pistol. To me, that's, I mean, that's real world training for firearms proficiency. Yeah. And it's designed in such a way at the tactical games that if you miss your shots, you're going to lose. Yeah. So you could be, and Jacob Heppner said this on the podcast, and, and Cody Anderson feels the same. They're both CrossFit games athletes that have moved to tactical games. <clears throat> and um, they're elite. They're the, the some of the fittest people on the earth. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if you don't slow down and yeah. place your shots, you're going to lose. I mean, Jacob Heppner, that was his first thing. He's like, oh, crap, i got to learn how to shoot. Now you look at most of his videos, he knows how to fitness. Yeah. He's really learning to shoot, and he's getting really good at it. He practices yeah. a lot. He, I think he practices every day. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that little range set up at his house, and yeah. his little dog Winston sitting over to the side, and he just <laughs> goes to town. So it's cool because the, the shots do really, really do matter. Like, I didn't feel good going into it fitness-wise this time, so I told myself, like, I'm really going to slow down, and I'm going to make these shots count. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, I placed way better than I've Yep. done in the past my fitness i don't think is any better than in the past but because i slowed down and actually shot you know and then the guy next to you is like oh, i gotta get through this bah, 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 yeah bah. yeah you're like bro no you just you just yeah. missed five of those shots that's 50 seconds right so that's i had to really in the first one i just same thing buzzer went off and it was go time um and my shooting suffered because of that this time I tried to scale back a little bit, just like you're saying, like I had, we had some guys passing us in some of the runs and, you know, and I, as much as I wanted to chase those guys down and beat them in the, in the race, I knew that over the long run, that accuracy would be, would be better, you know? Cause I mean, think about that. So we were doing like a 400 meter run. Okay. Say he beat you by like, how much can you really beat somebody by in a 400 meter run? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Okay. He shoots two, he misses twice. Yep. Two more times than you, that lead is gone. Yeah. You know, and so every, and it changes, the scoring changes a little bit on some things, you know, but most of the time it's a misses plus 10 seconds. Yeah. So, and you're shooting, you know, let's say some of those you're shooting 50 rounds in rifle and 50 yeah. rounds in pistol. Mm-hmm. So, say you miss 10%. That's, which is that's two or three minutes yeah right there added to your time yeah you know which missing 10 percent would actually be a good oh that'd be great that would be yeah. a good uh a good percentage uh, on that one with the run that you were just talking about my goal on that was just not get a penalty run yeah i that's, know right but i loved the setup so place five shots but after those five if you missed one then you can grab a loose round and reload it i thought it was a really cool setup yeah well, and that's the other great thing about tactical games is it's not just shooting. It's not just fitness. It's in a way that you have to think about what the next step is. You have to problem yeah. solve as you're going, um, which in that kind of a scenario, programming our minds and our bodies to function that way is pretty valuable. Yeah. You know, it was interesting, too. I went So I went to a sniper challenge up in Montana, and there wasn't as much fitness. Um, there was a lot of shooting, but it was very... 
um, there was lots of different things you had to remember. You know, so there might be three groups of targets. So say there's three groups of three targets. So there's nine targets total. Well, you shoot three of the close targets, two times each, left or right, and in between you have to shoot a separate target. You know, so there's yeah. a sequence. You can't just blast away at all the targets. Yeah. There's an actual sequence that you have to go through and think like, okay, I got to do this next, and then I got to do this next, and this next. I don't know. It just seems like it's a good way to train and, and train our minds to think in all of those steps and scenarios and stuff. Yeah. It's been good. Well, where else are you going to get that? Unless you're out designing something like that on your own out in the desert or something, you know, it's, you're yep. just not going to get that. And then the unknown and the unknowable, which is a phrase from CrossFit, but you go to the tactical games, all they tell you is bring your plate carrier, bring a holster, bring your pistol, bring your rifle and 250 rounds of each. Mm-hmm. That's all they tell you. Yep. And then the night before you get an email and then even though you read the email and you know what the battles are, they're probably going to be changed. Yeah. You know, they're like, hey, I know you read the, the battle, but it's going to change like this. Yeah. Your shooting sequence is now going to be like this. It's very real world. We don't mm-hmm. know what's going to go on. We don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah, I usually don't read any of the stages because I yeah. just know it's going to change. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> smart. Yeah. I don't. That's the that's the thing. Is I'm always like, okay, just don't confuse yourself. Yeah. Just don't confuse yourself. And if you screwed up on the last the last battle, let that go and focus on the next yeah. battle. I like that. Uh, you know, and then mm-hmm. just focus on that battle. Don't worry about the next battle. Just be present in the battle that you're in. You know, um, that was one thing in St. George when I messed up on that aggregate. Yeah, that bugged me for a little bit, and I know that it it because uh, I was still thinking through that, like, oh, why did I mess up on that? Why did I mess up on that? And so I know that that affected the rounds after that. Yeah. But since then, even going with to like the USPSA matches and stuff like that, I messed up on tons of rounds. And so mm-hmm. I don't even think about them anymore. You yeah. Know, you just move on to the next one and you make it happen. So, yeah, it's good. There were a lot of people on that St. George one that were messing up. I mean, I did. I, I remember walking out to look at the targets with the judge and she goes, you, uh, something like you didn't take any headshots. Oh. And I just placed all of them in, in the that, body. In the body. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But it is what it is. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. It is fun. It's so, a good thing. what do you got coming up? So, I really wanted to go to Arizona, um, but I have some conflicts that weekend, so I'm not able to go there. Um, I've been looking at kind of the, um, maybe going to, there's one in Iowa yeah. in October, I think-ish. Cool. Something like that. I'd love to go out to that one. Yeah. Um, so I think that that might be um, the next one that I'm able to do. But You um, planning on doing intermediate again, doing tactical, doing elite? I think, I'm not for sure yet. I think uh, I'm kind of leaning towards tactical maybe and just trying it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe set up a little bit different gun for that as far as yeah. my pistol goes. Rifle would stay the same, but cool. I think in tactical you can use a red dot, yeah. right? So. Yep. I've thought about, I've never really, uh, I don't know that I've even shot a gun with a red dot. I've always just kind of thought like my carry guns, irons, my, yeah. you know, so I've always kind of just stuck with that. Um, but I'm thinking now maybe it's time to do that if I'm going to do tactical. So that's, that's cool. kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think you can shoot a little faster and a little tighter groups. So mm-hmm. with the theme that we need to s- slow down and actually place our shots, you know, move into that red dot it's gonna help yeah so and i think you know as far as with anybody just 
compete with what you train with. Absolutely. And train with what you compete with, and then you yeah. become very proficient. Yeah. You know? So it's it's cool. Red Dot's had that stigma for a while, and now even police forces are like, okay. right. Yeah. So we can be much more accurate with this thing. Mm-hmm. So let's uh let's do that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Is there cops carrying Red Dots? Yeah. Wow. Even up north of, of us, hmm. they're they're carrying them now on their um on their SIGs hmm. on the P320. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, yeah, it's not something that I've really even considered or looked into much. But the more I've looked into it, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I competed once in the intermediate optics division, mm-hmm. so uh, have always done intermediate. But um, on one of them, we could do intermediate optics, and then I went to sign up for intermediate optics for St. George, mm-hmm. and that's when they moved into that tactical division. Okay. They're like, hey, so we want people to be able to run optics, but we're going to make that group a little bit harder so that it's kind of the intermediary in between intermediate and elite. Gotcha. It's a pretty big jump from yeah. intermediate to elite. Hmm. So. Yeah, I need to, I kind of looked through a little bit the fitness part, you know, like what they recommend to be yeah. kind of a baseline fitness for that. Um, so I need to, there is some work I need to do to kind of get to that, but uh but I think it'll be good. So. Well, all the all the equipment exists around here that yeah. you need. So oh, yeah, for sure. We can make that happen. For sure. So, Sweet. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. It's cool. Well, I'm excited about your future. Good job on everything you've done, and um, I think your future's bright, so it's going to be cool to watch. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's absolutely. fun. I'm glad that you got me into it because well, it's you came. something that it's cool. two things that I'm super passionate about, and so to mix them up yeah. and to be part of a fitness community that's also a gun community and I mean, you can't overlap two better communities, I don't feel like. You know, just every time I go to any of, you know, any fitness events, any shooting events, any tactical games, shooting and fitness events, it's an awesome community. And so it's really fun to go and hang out and be part of it. So it's awesome. I agree. Cool. Well, um, where can people find you? So I'm uh, I'm not that active on social media, but I am there. So it's just uh, Matt K. Bitter on Instagram and... I don't post that much there. I do post. I have been posting more of the tactical games type stuff. Yeah. It's kind of fun to uh, to network with people on that, you know, yeah. and, and so that's been kind of fun. But, yeah, so. So Instagram, Matt K. Bitter. And, yeah. Um, and happy to, you know, if anybody ever has any questions on any of that kind of stuff, I don't know that I would be that helpful, but. Oh, yeah. No, but you definitely uh, willing to help out any, any way that I can to yeah. help encourage people to do it because. Um, I really think we need more involvement in, uh, in shooting sports, especially, and also just all of us being fitter, you know, there's some, some things, uh, in life that we can benefit by, uh, being more proficient in both of those areas. So So they can reach out to you. Um, they can also reach out. uh, One of the sponsors of the show is uh, ShopTacticalFitness.com, So they can reach out there. There's a few experts on their board that can, uh, help out for sure. So that's, uh, I actually, this last time. Um, in Bend, switched up my plate carrier, used a plate Sweet. carrier from Shop Tactical Fitness, um, worked really well. That's going to be my main plate carrier. That was a good looking plate carrier. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was black, black uh, multi-cam, I think, Sweet. or something, like a dirty civvy. Yeah. That's me. You That's know? awesome. And uh, like anyway, uh, and I used their belt, too, this last oh, time, cool. and it worked well. So I yeah. am going to get a couple different uh, holsters and stuff for the belt, I think, going forward. But as far as the belt itself went, yeah, it worked good. So You were saying stuff. leaning towards, like, some S-Tac? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, like, when I when we did the St. George one, um, 
I mean, I didn't have any of that kind of stuff. So I just basically went on Amazon and got it. Yeah. And it all worked yeah. fine. You know, like that's the thing. If people are having a hard time knowing what to get or whatever, just start out with whatever you can afford and go from yeah. there and build on it. Um, so I just had some, you know, pretty basic cheap stuff. And uh, so then, you know, upgrade the plate carrier, upgrade the belt. And so, yeah, the next thing will be, um, I, I think I'm going to get some STAC uh ar mag pouches and then put the pistol mag pouches yeah. on the outside of it something like that yeah that's so, awesome anyway they make they're pretty stuff. good yeah they're pretty good stuff i think really cool so anyway yeah okay well i'm excited um maybe we'll see you in iowa sounds good okay that'd be awesome all right thanks man we'll see you see ya.